Hello, witchy friends. Welcome to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft. My name is Fauna, and I am your host. This podcast is for those who are Wiccan, witches, and everything in between. Don't forget to follow the podcast social media pages at Cat's Tea and Witchcraft on Instagram, Cat's Tea and Witch on Twitter, and Cat's Tea and Witchcraft Podcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening to Cat's Tea and Witchcraft, and enjoy the episode. Hello, witchy peeps. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 121, and today's topic is on Maybon. Before we jump into the topic of Maybon, we have this week's crystal or stone of the week, and that is opal. Starting on the essential guide to crystals for page 248, it says opal. Opal is often unfairly considered to be an unlucky stone. In reality, the many types of opal, including these below, offer a wide variety of healing benefits, particularly relating to the emotions. Note that opal is a delicate material, which when exposed to the air will lose water molecules, leaving small fractures. There are so many different types of opal, but these are just the list of the ones that this book has. And it says Andean opal, cherry opal, dark opal, fire opal, precious opal, common opal, white opal, and tree opal. So this book doesn't have too much on opal, but I'm hoping to have a little bit more details for you in the other sources though. The next book is Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Crystal Gem and Metal Magic, and opal starts on the bottom of page 143. Opal. Energies, protective and receptive. Planets, all planets. Elements, all elements. Deity, Cupid. Associated herb, Bay. Powers, astral projection, psychism. Beauty, money, luck, and power. For magical ritual lore, to many, the opal is a stone of misfortune, sorrow, and bad luck. This is a modern idea, however, and is untrue. A reference by Sir Walter Scott in his novel Anne of Gerstein to the misfortune associated with an opal is the cause of this unfounded idea. For magical uses, it says the opal contains the colors as well as the qualities of every other stone. As such, it can be programmed or charged with virtually every type of energy and used in spells involving all magical needs. In the past, opals were used to create invisibility. The gem was wrapped in a fresh bay leaf and carried for this purpose. Usually stones and herbs linked with invisibility were actually used to promote astral projection and the opal is ideal for this purpose. There isn't room in this book to describe the various techniques used to consciously separate the astral body from the physical, so consult a standard book such as Denning's and Philip's Practical Guide to Astral Projection, published by Llewellyn Publications. Opals are worn during astral projection for protection as well as to facilitate the process. They are also used to recall past incarnations. Hold the opal in your hands and gaze at it. Move your attention from color to color within the opal until contact with the psychic mind is achieved. Once this occurs, 
go into the past. The stone is favored by many to develop psychic powers and is often worn in jewelry for this purpose. Earrings are ideal. Opals are also worn to bring out inner beauty. Then carry or wear the opal and dictate yourself to improve your appearance. Fire opals are often used in drawing money. They can be carried or placed beside green candles that are burning during visualization. If you own a business, place a fire opal within the building after empowering it to be a magnet to draw in customers. Black opals are prized by magicians and Wiccans as power stones. They are often worn in ritual jewelry designed to increase the amount of power aroused and released from the body during magic. And finally, due to its flashing colors and beautiful, unique appearance, the opal is a luck-bringing stone. So that book definitely had a lot more information. And today we have two more books I'm going to go over. The next one, like usual, is Love is in the Earth. For Love is in the Earth, starting on page 452, Opal. Opal crystallizes in the form of masses and occasionally stalactites. The color range and related names are varied. The previous mystery of the cause of the color of opals has been revealed via the electron microscope. When precious opal is viewed through the microscope, it is seen as a uniform stacking and sizing of a great number of tiny spheres. These tiny, dimensionally stacked spheres in the cavities between them together act as a diffraction grating which can divide light into the spectral colors. The diameter of the spheres within any grouping determine the color. Opal, without color, Common opal or potch contains spheres which are not of orderly size or stacking. The intrinsic properties of the numerous forms of opal include the amplification of one's traits and characteristics, therefore providing impetus to overcoming the lesser attributes. It helps one to recognize and to feel the creativity which is within the self, providing inspiration and imagination to all situations. It has been used to assist one in becoming invisible in circumstances where one does not wish to be noticed. It brings one a quality of fading into the background when the energy is so directed. It is known as a stone of happy dreams and changes. The happy dreams arising from the understanding of personal higher potentials coupled with the glad acceptance of one's inherent perfection. The happy changes emanate from those events and situations which allow one's aspirations to surface. And in the rest of this section on opal, there is a list of many different types of opal, such as Andean opal, black opal, black plume opal, blue opal, boulder opal, boulder matrix fire opal, cherry opal, common opal, general fire opal, golden opal, green opal, pink opal, red opal, white, and water opal. So there are many different types of opal that you can find out there. So if you go to a jeweler or a gem and jewelry show where they do sell a lot of opals, you're going to find that there's a wide range of colors. So I would recommend just gravitating towards the one that gets your attention most. So I have one last book today on Opal, and that is Llewellyn's Complete Book of Correspondence. And that starts on page 239. Opal, Zodiac, Aquarius, Cancer, Libra, Sagittarius, Scorpio, Taurus, and Virgo. 
Solar system, Mercury and the moon, day, Wednesday. Full moons, March and October, elements, air and water. Energy, yin and yang, number eight, chakras, brow, crown, and throat. Directions, north, south, southeast, and west. Tarot, judgment, and world. God, Cupid. For issues, intentions, and powers. Adaptability, astral realm, emotional balance, battle or war, beauty, charity, clairvoyance, confidence, creativity, enhancement, receptive energy, fear, grief, hope, illumination, insight, inspiration, love, luck, memory or memories, to clear the mind, obstacles, to offer peace, general power or magical power, prosperity, psychic ability, rebirth or renewal, self-respect, sight, sleep, sorrow, emotional strength, and wisdom. So that is all I have for you today on opal. Opal is one of my favorite stones. I don't have large like physical stones of it that aren't in jewelry. Most of the rings I actually own are opal and I have a range of just general opal, white opal, and fire opal. And they are very soft and I have been advised that it is best to keep them when you're not wearing them stored where there might be a little bit more humidity and not in like direct sunlight because it needs that moisture because of the way it's made and it can dry out very easily or if you hit it very hard it is very easy to destroy and crack opal. So it is not a hard one at all on the Mohs scale. So if you wear opal jewelry just make sure you store it in a safe place and when you are wearing it you don't wear it when you are doing heavy work with your hands or in any situation where you might knock it really hard. Now on to our topic of today. Today, like I said earlier, we are going to be talking about another Sabbath that is part of the witches or the Wiccan wheel of the year. Some call it Maybon, while some may also call it the Autumn Equinox, which is where the Northern Hemisphere enters the season of fall or autumn during this month of September. Between the 21st and the 23rd is about when the range of the equinoxes land in the fall during the year. And that is when the earth or at least the northern hemisphere, I'm not sure what it is for the southern hemisphere, it's usually the opposite. So now we are, because today is the 21st of September, we are coming into within today up till about Saturday, about equal parts day and night within our time. So after this, we are slowly progressing into the darker half of the year. But one other thing that is a little bit important that I will also go over today, but only in so much depth, is the idea that there are the two names of Maybon and the Autumn Equinox. The Autumn Equinox is probably a more common and an easier term just to use because the idea of Maybon, that is a modern name that was given to the Sabbath from only the 1970s. And I will go into a little bit more detail later on that, but... Maybon is also considered a harvest festival. It is the second one 
of this time of year, while the first one was Lunasa or Lamus, depending on which tradition you follow and which term you use. So Maybon is the second harvest festival of the season. So I have a couple sources for you that I'm going to go over history and some other details. And like usual, they might say some of the same things. But usually when I find these sources, some of them have some good differences in the quality and the details that they're explaining. The first book that I'm using is Seasons of Witchery by Ellen Duggan. And it is from page 66 to 68. And it says, A Little History the autumn equinox. The word equinox actually comes from the Latin word equinoctium, which means equal night. It's also the name of the month of September, which was the seventh month of the Roman calendar. This name is taken from the Latin word septum, which means seven. The classic seasonal mythology revolves around the goddess Demeter and her daughter Persephone. Persephone was abducted by the god of the underworld, Hades, and taken to be his bride. Demeter searched the earth for her daughter, and as she mourned, all of the nature declined and the earth became cold and barren. Eventually, when Persephone was reunited with her mother, Demeter's joy allowed life to return to the land. So Persephone becomes the bringer of the seasons. At the autumn equinox, when she returns to her husband, the earth grows cold, the nights are long, and no crops will grow. But when she returns to the earth and to her mother, Demeter then allows her magic to return to nature. Life comes back to the land, and spring begins. In Gaelic, the month of September is identified as An Sultuni. I'm sorry, I definitely butchered that, and it is spelled A-N-S-U-L-T-U-I-N-E. The month of plenty. In Welsh, it is called Medi, the month of reaping. The Anglo-Saxons called this month Gerst Month, the barley month. Barley was thought to be the first grain grown in Britain. Today, there are many titles and names for this Sabbath. Some traditions call it Mabon. Others refer to it as Mordron. Other people call it Harvest Home. Nowadays, many of us simply call it the autumn equinox, or recently, it is labeled the witch's thanksgiving. I personally have always referred to it as the autumn equinox. When I was approached to write a book on the Sabbath by Llewellyn back in 2004, I stuck to my guns about the name, and they kept the title as it was written. Why was I so hard-nosed about that? Well, to be honest, there is no ancient pagan festival of Mabon. Yes, gasp. How shocking. This whole riff we as a community went through in the 1970s and 1980s about the ancient pagan tradition of Mabon is mostly made up. Here is where we need to be honest and not over-romanticize our history to death. What was celebrated centuries ago were local harvest festivals. These harvest home celebrations were celebrated all over Europe at different times throughout the harvest season, depending on when the crops were ripe and ready to be gathered in. I mean, think about it. Would you leave your ripe crops standing in the fields and wait for a festival day, allowing the weather to ruin it or any animal or an insect to come along and chomp on it? No, you would gather it in, calling on the aid of your friends and the community, and then you'd go assist your neighbors. Once all the crops in the area were safely in, the celebration truly began. 
The autumn equinox officially begins when the sun enters the astrological sign of Libra. As this date may vary from year to year, the Sabbath's actual calendar date is not set. It may vary between the 20th of September and to the 24th. However, this day does mark the time of equal daylight and nighttime hours and the true beginning of the fall season. At this time of balance, meditate on bringing stability into your life and prosperity and abundance to your home this autumn. Go outside and rejoice in the beginning of the changing leaves of the glorious colors, scents, and textures of fall. Traditional harvest themes in natural items such as local grains, fruits, and vegetables will work nicely in your witchery and beautify your home's magical decorations. Look around you. What do you see? Get outside and work in the yard. Fall is for planting. Plant some bulbs for the next spring and add some colorful pansies and mums now to keep the color going in your garden until late November. Pick out a nice blooming shrub and add it to your landscape. Keep it watered so it will be established in its new home and ready to come next spring. So that is the first breakdown I really have for you today. And I really like this book. So if you guys are interested in learning about the other Sabbaths beyond my episodes and to get more perspective of them through this book, I would definitely recommend it. It is Seasons of Witchery, Celebrating the Sabbaths with the Garden Witch by Ellen Duggan or Dugan. And it's not too large of a book. It's a square book and it is about a little under 300 pages, but it is about $20 USD. So it is on the kind of mid-range. It's not the cheapest book, but it's not the most expensive book that I've purchased and I would recommend it. So this is a very good one and it's a newer one that I actually have and I have been very pleased with this book so far. So the next couple sources I have are some web sources just because I wanted to have some variety and it's going to go over a lot of the information but it does have a little different tidbits which is why I provide these multiple sources and views on these topics. The next source I have is from the Boston Public Library and it says Maybon is a pagan holiday and one of the eight Wiccan Sabbaths celebrated during the year. Maybon celebrates the autumn equinox. Many civilizations have celebrated a harvest festival around the equinox. In the 1700s, the Bavarians, part of present-day Germany, began a festival that starts the last week of September. They call this festival Oktoberfest. The festival had lots of feasting and celebrating. Oktoberfest is still celebrated in Bavaria today. The name Maybon comes from the Welsh god, who was the son of the earth mother goddess. However, there is evidence that the name was adopted in the 1970s and the holiday was not originally a Celtic celebration. The next source is learnreligions.com and it says Maybon is the mid-harvest festival and it is when we take a few moments to honor the changing season and celebrate the second harvest. On or around September 21st or March 21st, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, for many pagan and Wiccan traditions, it is a time of giving thanks for the things we have, whether it is abundant crops or other blessings. It is a time of plenty, of gratitude, and of sharing our abundance with those less fortunate, depending on your 
individual spiritual path, there may be different ways you can celebrate Mabon. But typically, the focus is on either the second harvest aspect or the balance between light and dark. This, after all, is the time when there is an equal amount of day and night. While we celebrate the gifts of the earth, we also accept that the soil is dying. We have food to eat, but the crops are brown and going dormant. Warmth is behind us, cold lies ahead. And the last one I have is from Wicca Living, and it says, When is Maybon? September 21st to 24th. Themes, harvest, gratitude, abundance, balance, preparation, and welcoming the dark. Also known as Autumn Equinox, Fall Equinox, September Equinox, Harvest Tide, Harvest Home, Harvest Festival, Wine Harvest, Feast of Avalon, Elben Elthed, Mean Fulmher, Ewell Kennel, Hydref. Mabon falls on the autumn equinox and is the second of three harvest festivals, Lamas, Mabon, and Samhain. Just like Ostara on the opposite side of the wheel of the year, at Mabon, the days and nights are of equal length. There is typically, though it's typically celebrated on September 22nd, the exact moment of the equinox varies from year to year. This is due to the slight misalignment between the Gregorian calendar and the actual rate of the Earth's rotation around the sun. The equinox also occurs at differing local times, so that depending on where you live, it may fall the day before or after the date listed on any given calendar. For this reason, a date range of September 21st to 24th is often cited in sources on the wheel of the year. The next bit of information I'm going to go over are additional correspondences for this season. And depending on what you have available, what you prefer, allergies or whatnot, there are different reasons you should definitely have more than one option for many situations to use for your celebrations. So for altar decorations, acorns, animal bones, apples, autumn leaves, balance scales, corn, cornucopia, or also called the horn of plenty, gourds, grapes, and grapevines, pentacles, pine cones, pomegranates, poppies, root vegetables, seeds, sunflowers, and wine. For animals, blackbird, coyote, crow, duck, goat, goose, owl, raven, stag, squirrel, turkey, and wolf. For celebrations, charity work, feasting, gathering, and harvesting. For colors, burgundy, burnt orange, dark green, eggplant, brown, and gold. For deities, Aphrodite, Venus, Dionysus, gods and goddesses of the underworld, such as Persephone, Kor, Demeter, and Hecate. Mordron, or Mabon, direction, west, element, water. Food and drink, apples, ale, beans, bread, cider, corn, duck, goose, grapes, mutton, pumpkin pie, root vegetables, turkey, and wine. For herbs, incense, and oils, almonds, amber, amaris, apple blossom, aster, chrysanthemum, clove, hops, marigold, milk thistle, myrrh, oak moss, patchouli, rosehip, rosemary, 
rue, saffron, sage, sandalwood, thyme, and walnut, musical instruments, cello, guitar, gong, organ, and violin, stones, amber, amethyst, cat's eye, citrine, garnet, peridot, ruby, tiger's eye, and yellow topaz. For symbols, chronocopia and pentagram. Themes, balance, gratitude, harvest, introspection, prosperity, reflection, root work, and shadow work. For trees, apple, birch, hazel, oak, pine, and rowan. And for zodiac and planets, Libra and Venus, sun at zero degrees, Libra. So there's a lot of different correspondences that you can use for celebrating Maybon. And I would say take these correspondences and use them for whatever rituals or decorating or spells and anything that you might be doing depending on what your intention and other magical workings are. Some are better for magical work, some are better for consumption, some may be better just for decorations. So use the information wisely and appropriately and you could have a wonderful Maybon festival. And a lot of these decorations, if you are still in the broom closet, you can have out and besides the few obvious more witchy related things a lot of these things are very normal fall themed items and I don't think people who are not witches or maybe against witchcraft or still look down on it negatively or just are ignorant to the topic might not notice if you have these decorations foods or other things out. So with a little bit more understanding of the history of Maybon and the variety of different celebrations during the fall or autumn equinox, there are a lot of things you can do and some of them have already been mentioned, such as harvesting any foods that you have grown or you could probably do some foraging safely and picking foods or things that might naturally grow in your environment or your yards that you know are safe to eat or consume or just pick and collect. Just make sure you do that responsibly. You can also just have more food celebrations with your friends and family as well to celebrate the abundance of the season. Like the different deities that were listed in the correspondence list, you can celebrate or honor those deities. You can also practice hearth, home, or protection rituals leading into the winter or the dark half of the year. For fun with your family and pets, you can rake up your leaves together and have those fun leaf pits, but I wouldn't do it after it rains on the piles or they sit for a while because they do get kind of mucky and gross and animals like snakes or other animals might get into them and you don't want those being around your children or pets. You could also do basket weaving or weaving of the cornucopias where you could use to decorate your home or use them to harvest or forage the food that you have grown or have in your local community or just in general just spend more time in nature spending time in nature if you have those opportunities even if it is in the city you can walk around and still feel different levels of crispness crispness in the air and appreciate what we do have if it's having the hustle and bustle of the city if that is what you love or if you live in a more rural area appreciate what is around you
So this is all I have for you today on the topic of Maybon. I hope you got some good information out of the topics and I was very proud of the correspondence lists that I had for today. So I hope that is very helpful for you and your decorating and just any other spell work or rituals that you have planned for this season or this Sabbath. So like I tell you guys every episode, I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you next time. Have a great one. Blessed be.